You're locked on to Soundbites uh, for another week, another episode. I am Russell. And I'm Peter. And that was We Own Tonight, which, talking about Sears and Profits, because they owned nearly everything. The Sears and Profits, probably. Yeah. yeah. They, well, some of them were very well sought out. So uh, yeah. I guess they owned the night as well. Yeah. Okay. And the days and anything <laughs> else. And a lot of money that people gave them or paid them uh, to tell their fortune and their futures. Well... Okay, I want to know more about what is a seer for people who don't actually know what a seer is. It's people who claim to have an ability to see things that most of us mere mortals can't. So, so like dead people. Well, not necessarily dead people, and it doesn't have to be uh, future events. They could be talking about past events, so people might go and see them with regards to something they lost and where could it be, uh, mm. or what might have happened to somebody, that sort of thing. You know how many times I could I could have had a seer tell me where I lost my keys? Yeah. <laughs> it would have been really important. <laughs> you, you might have better luck just sticking one of those little GPS tagger Doggles. things on it, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, so... Uh, before we get started, I will say I've only got half the information because I'm using an Apple product. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, all I know is we're going to start with uh, Apollo or the Temple of Apollo. Yeah. So th this, uh, what I've done is I've sort of gone through history and, and picked the most um, uh, well-known, I guess, or the, or the most uh, um, historical of all the people who have claimed to have supernatural abilities to uh, know what is not generally able to be known by most people. So, um, and, I, and I sort of really wanted to start off with the Oracle of Delphi, okay. which, um, uh, so, so to give you an idea, the Oracle of Delphi, that is just the, the actual location where a priestess or what um, they would call the uh, Pythia um, would sit. So she would sit on the Oracle and from the Oracle, which was located in the Temple of Apollo, she would um, uh, give her prophecies, and and actually it was quite an elaborate event. And 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 the Oracle of Delphi or the or the um, Pythia um, was around for about uh, well just over a, a hundred, uh, sorry, a thousand years. Uh, so it started in the early uh, fourteen hundred BCE or be before the Common Era, and finished at around fourth uh, century uh, CE, so in the Common Era. So, uh, for a millennia. So, for, for that millennia, she... Yep. Uh, and, and obviously, it wasn't just one person. She was frequently replaced. And, and, and what do when you mean by... Hang on. What do you mean by she was frequently replaced? Well, because people don't live forever. No, but she, I thought prophets and seers are only one person. No, well, this is a, a series of, of seers. And what it was is that the oracle would provide the uh, Pythia... Um, the gift of being able to tell the future or to be able to see things. Um, and so in that uh, thousand years, it actually started off, it's a little bit uh, funny now, I guess, and probably back then they, they tried to make it sound really, really serious, but uh, it started off and it always had to be a virgin, uh, a young virgin, um, because, you know, wow. a lot of these things require someone who's uh, a virgin, un clearly. untouched. <laughs> Richard Branson, where's your virgin airplanes now? So not, not the same type of virgin. Oh, damn. Uh, so, uh, but then what happened was, uh, according to, um, his, uh, to, to history, uh, was that uh, one particular uh, young virgin um, who was the Pythia at the time mm -hmm. uh, was uh, seduced uh, by uh, a Greek called um, 
Echocrates, I think, is, is the pronunciation. Don't quote me on that one. And, and uh, uh, But uh, he carried her away. <laughs> so they thought, oh, this is going to be a bit of a problem if we keep having our uh, high priestesses or a Pythia uh, abducted by you know, Greek men. Yeah. So what they then decided to do was uh, to select um, women who were over the age of 50 and then just put them in a virgin's clothing or a young woman's robes. <laughs> okay. And how does that solve the whole virgin problem, though? Because they're not virgins. I think it was more of the fact that um, uh, whoever they replaced her with was able to sit on the upon the oracle it is interesting though because I'm list- I'm looking at a picture of this oracle and uh, yeah, I don't know if you've got pictures in front of you but there you go you got there you go yeah yeah so there, um, were, there were many depictions a lot of men standing around her uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like I'm like going she's got her arms up for people who who can't see it but arms up she's sitting on something that. Uh, it, it was it was like a little it was like it wasn't little it was actually quite tall it was a stool and I don't know if you can see in the in any of those images but at the feet of those stools or in between the feet there's a crack in the ground yeah I was I, was, I thought there might have been a hole in the yeah. ground or something what, what does that symbolise anything <laughs> so yeah so what would happen is is that these gases would um, come up from underground oh and and the Pythia or the high priestess she would breathe them in. Um, well, I don't know why she died so well, many times. <laughs> well, and you know, and enter into a trance-like state and all sorts of stuff. And she would just started rambling. Stuff. Yeah, because she's high. She is out there. She is like on another plane. And oh. and all those men are the priests. So what the priests would do is that they would scribe the ramblings that the Pythia would 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 utter, and then they would um, uh, somehow convert all of that. Um, in, into words, yeah, but actually, and and even even the, the the words that they came up with, even though they were in in Greek, they used to do it um, uh, in this. Uh, now I forget the term, but it, what it was is is that it was in a, a three and two, three and two symbols per okay. uh, statement. So uh, not symbols, sorry, syllables. Yep. Um, so it would be done. Yes, in, in symbols would look a bit weird. Yes, <laughs> but then what they would do, so they would give that to whoever had the query. So if someone said, you know, should I do this, should I invest should in Should I that? go and plant some crops this season? Yeah, should I go to war with my neighbour? All that sort of yes, stuff. Yes, go to war with your neighbour. <laughs> well, yeah, that actually did get someone in huge trouble. Um, did it? Yeah, so the king of Ludia, um, he actually went to the, the Oracle of Delphi and uh, asked the Pythia, you know, he was worried about the um, the Persian expansion, and and he said, "Oh well, look, should I go to war, war with them and uh, stop them from taking over my lands and everything?" And of course, with with a lot of these sorts of prophecies that um, uh, the the prophets give, uh, it's it's always couched in a way that uh, you know you, you can sort of um, you, you have to draw your own interpretation to it. Uh, and and so the Pythia, so this is obviously translated into English. It was obviously originally in Greek. Uh, said, if you go to war with Persia, you will destroy a great empire. And the empire that he destroyed was himself. Was his own. So he went to war thinking, oh, well, this means I'm going to win because, you know, the Oracle of Delphi told yeah. me, you know. And, uh, I only took a guess at that one because I'm sure it, 
backfired. Yeah, well, it did because when he went back to the uh, Oracle or the Pythian, he said, "Listen, I lost, and you know everything's in ruin." She said, "Well, the or- the, the the whole thing came true. You did destroy your uh, great empire. It just happened to be your own." Okay, well, we we are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are we're going to continue on this one, or we'll yeah, the, we'll, there's more. We'll finish this one off. There's more, and then we'll move on to. The okay, next. stick around, stay tuned. You're locked on to Soundbites on DRM One United. You're locked on to DRM One United. This is Soundbites and. Peter, we're talking about prophets. Yeah, so finishing up on the um, old oracle of Delphi. Uh, so uh, what what I loved about this one in particular, especially over the, the, the thousand years that the oracle ran, uh, is that um, how uh, the rituals surrounding um, the delivery of prof- uh, prophecy uh, was was created. So originally it started off and uh, someone would just sort of inhale this uh, gases or chew on some uh, oleander um, and get a bit crazy and yes, say that, things. That oleander, tell you, yeah. makes you go crazy. <laughs> well, especially back there. I mean, they, they didn't have a lot of stuff to recreate with. Um, so, uh, But then what would happen is, is that uh, they then actually built the temple around um, this crack in the ground, where, which all these gases were ex- um, escaping from. And actually, the the temple, even though it's in ruins, it's still there. Yeah, I, I've can, got pictures in front of me, and uh, yeah. I, I, I'm just I'm wondering, does this uh, temple actually have a roof on it? Well, not now. No, no, back then. Yeah. So because well, I'm concerned that they might have all got high. But they probably all did. Mm. <laughs> Who knows? Well, it, it depended on because uh, we we aren't 100 percent sure what the gases were. Um, so. What we could tell... Could that be methane? Because that would make you go crazy. Yeah, so there was a bit of methane, a bit of ethylene, bit of, bit of, a bit of uh, benzene or carbon dioxide, uh, hydrogen sulfide, and even hydrocarbon. Um, but some people are saying, well, if there was, there, it wouldn't have been in great amounts. And some people are actually pointing to the oleander that they used to burn and smoke and chew on, which is highly toxic, actually, for people. It's a great way to get high. Yeah, so... Well, that's what was happening. I think that that's uh, you know, not that we condone that, by the way. So if, no, you, if no, you're finding those, no, those only things for medicinal do purposes, not, do not go <laughs> chewing things that you should not be chewing, people. Yeah, well, yeah don't go <laughs> rummaging around your garden and pulling out any old weed and just chewing. <laughs> on go, um, num, 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 num. Yeah, <laughs> then think you can create <laughs> go, prophecy. Well, maybe you can. Who knows? I see dead people in my future. Oh, it's me. <laughs> yeah. So, but said. Well, Sadly for um, the the dear old Oracle of Delphi, it came to an end, though, um, as the rise of Christianity started coming through. I was going to say, did she prophesize this? Well, isn't it funny that they never really do prophesize their own ending or demise? Um, well, she kind of did when she said that the kingdom would fall. The other one, she prophesied. Yeah, but see, that's the problem with prophecy of, of this sort of stuff. Very vague. It's vague and... and um, it, and it's it's not prophecy unless you knew it was coming. If if it sort of happens, and then later on you go, hey, hold on a minute, could this mean that? And and actually, that's a really good segue into our next prophet. I was just going to say that it's like someone saying, oh, you're going to get tripped, and then tripping you. They yeah, prophesy, but then, but then somebody else coming along later on. Or not even that, even like somebody saying, "Oh, there may come a time, you know, when you know the red car passes the house and this and the other, and and a great uh, soreness will before your big toe, and then you know three years later it happens, and 
you just happen to notice that a red car's driving. I go, wow, that person saw it all those years ago. And it's like, no, that's really sort of grasping there, straws. There are people out there who do believe that they can see the future and they can uh, tell the the what's going to happen. Yeah, I think that... Um, well, and Do you think they actually are, are really able to? Do you, do you believe in that? That's what I'm asking. Well, um, I... Don't and now see this is where I have uh, like this this, this this tonight's a bit like confession. So um, tell me your child. <laughs> no, yeah, I know. <laughs> imagine imagine confessing to you. <laughs> tell me my tell me my child. <laughs> what are your sins? <laughs> Look, <laughs> well, of which there are many. Yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously, um, back in back in my younger younger days, I actually do have a set of a deck of tarot cards and. Uh, um, and I did dabble with palm reading and stuff like that. Um, and, and I think people who are experimenting with it or playing with it or take it very, very seriously um, feel that they do have uh, an ability or that they are able to interpret what the cards are presenting and uh, and offer something to people. Um, and, and, I, and, and if it's harmless fun, uh, I think that that's okay. But we've actually had... Um, debunkers who have come along or investigators as i prefer to consider them uh who have uh, come across mediums who have made some very bold statements and, and actually some tragic ones about people whose children have gone missing and, and said look i'm sorry but i can see that they have passed over or only to find later that these children are actually alive yeah um you know so um wow. and and i think that it's it's a very um you know, irresponsible to make to make yeah those sorts of statements um to to parents who are desperate and grieving and 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 they just want to hope that's why well but 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 it's uh, well there, there's a difference though between hope and selling false yeah. hope and and I think it's very poor business uh, to sell false hope. Um, so I just went to randomtarotcard.com, which is a <laughs> site you? that you can go in and get a random card. Guess which one I got? Death. No. Oh. The devil. Oh, well, that makes sense. <laughs> what does it mean? So and this is what I love about tarot cards because that it's, it's like on the surface, it's like this dark blackened card with a demon image in it. With and two then, naked people down the bottom. Yeah, and then when you read it, it's something like, oh, this means new life and change. No, well, this one means something different. It means, <laughs> according to this, the devil dares you to break free of an addiction or unhealthy attachment, but you must be patient with yourself as the devil can feed on self-hatred. Wow. <laughs> I don't know where to go with that. Just so, uh, so what do you want to give up? We've just finished Lent, so <laughs> is there chocolate you need to no, abstain from? No. Coffee? No. Uh, okay, well, look. There's nothing I need to give up on. Well, see, the and card, I don't have that card doesn't help. Maybe, maybe it's, I had an addiction. Maybe, maybe it's this belief that you've got nothing to give up. You've got to give up believing you don't have anything maybe. to give up. Maybe, yeah. So you see how all this stuff can just – you can just keep constantly – Trying to find meaning in in stuff that actually doesn't have a lot of meaning. So. Yeah. So let's move on to the next, uh, not the next card, the next prophet. The next prophet. <laughs> Are you still pulling tarot cards for yourself? Yeah. I'm just seeing which one comes up next. And I bet it's, oh no, we got. Uh, I'll just quickly tell you as soon as it loads. Um, the tower. We got oh, the tower. So you've got two of the major arcana. Yeah. Oh, so okay. the tower warns you that. Part of your life is in dire need of reconstructing. Actually, you know, and the, the may two, soon you've, <laughs> you've just drawn two cards 
of the major arcana, but two of the like the real um, death rule. Yeah, like the like you, you, it would have been nice if you'd pulled the wheel or the sun or I the know. star. Or, nah, it's always got to be those stupid. Don't even put, don't pull a third one. It's gonna be dead. But but with some planning, you can build something much stronger in its place. I so like I'm, how there's always a little silver lining. Yeah, I don't know what I'm what I'm having to tear apart, but. Uh, okay. That's you tear yourself away from that website. Clearly, <laughs> 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 the last one. Okay, the Empress. Oh, well, Eva. Actually, she's um, she's a powerful woman. Um, well, I'm a powerful man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the Empress calls you uh, on you to confront a challenge through kindness, uh, openness, and generosity. But you must be careful not to let others use your good <laughs> will for selfish purposes. Oh my goodness, three cards in a row that basically all mean something. Well, that last one. Well, of course they're going to mean something. Yeah. Whether they mean something to you is... is Do they mean something <laughs> to you? I mean, there's no blank cards. Like, There's not a card that says, well, maybe mustard does go with ham sandwiches. Mustard you know, does go with ham sandwiches. Benign like that or <laughs> benign like that. <laughs> what we should do, because we're, uh, we're, we're going to take a quick break and then when we come back, we are going to... Uh, talk about the next one, which is Nostradamus. Nostradamus. But I think we need to play someone who is a prophet of her own doing. It's Lady Gaga with uh, Ariana Grande with Rain on Me. We'll be back after this on Soundbites. Well, that was Lady Gaga with her prophecy of Rain on Me. I love Lady Gaga. You know, I'm one of her little monsters. Oh, I love her too, but. Well, not so little. Not. <laughs> <laughs> you move very little to her. Uh, okay, so we are talking prophets and seers tonight here on Soundbites and Nostradamus. Nostradamus, so Nostradamus uh, or Nostradamus? No, you're thinking of Notre Dame, the cathedral, the one that got burnt down. I watched a, a twelve document, months ago, almost, and it's nearly Do, well, well over. over it's going to be uh, reopened p- partly in 2024. Yeah, it's going to take a while uh, for Notre Dame to. Get back to where it was. Um, but no, we are talking about Nostradamus. So I, I think most people have heard of Nostradamus. Um, and, and one of my favourite books that I got from a really, really good friend of mine, and shout out to my mate, John, dude, um, dedicating this one for you. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, he, he gave me this book about Nostradamus. Uh, and I every now and then I open it up and I have a, a read of it. Um, so... Not, not Nostradamus um, uh, was, was made famous back in 1555. Uh, he published a book called uh, Les Prophéties, um, and that's my desperate attempt at French there. Um, and and it, in it, it contained uh, 942 poetic quatrains, uh, or what they called quatrains, which, which um, loosely translated means uh, a four-line rhyming stanza. And and in it, um, some people believed that in these quatrains, he, he was predicting uh, future uh, events. So depending on which source you consult, um, Nostradamus has been credited with accurately predicting the bombing of Hiroshima in Japan in 1945, the Space Shuttle Challenger accident in 86, the French Revolution, the Apollo uh, moon landing, the death of Princess Diana, both world wars and, of course, the September 11 um, terrorist attacks. So what? he's interesting indeed. Yes, <laughs> I don't know what to say about that one because there's been a lot of crazy attacks. Well, th- well, there has, and 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 in fact, what what's happened over the um, 
uh, centuries is is that people have then um, added to these quatrains. They've they've uh, put in additional um, statements or, or, or phrases in order to then say Nostradamus predicted this or that. For example, with his prediction of the uh, September 11 terrorist attacks, um, you, you could predict aeroplanes crashing into a building. Well, see, now this is where, uh, great question, because this is where someone has come along after, very soon after 9-11, and has written a statement like, um, uh, two great metal birds from the sky will fall and topple the two brothers, or something like that. Um, okay. But, but that was actually added after. Uh, so someone was trying to say that Nostradamus had seen this back in 1555, uh, oh. Whereas, in fact, he actually never wrote anything like that at all. So this was someone trying to, yeah, you know, get they were, they fame. were, yeah, they were trying to get some fame. And actually, you know, a cheeky, lot of cheeky cheeky yeah, a couple of the the, the prophets that we're going to talk about tonight. I don't know if you remember back in two thousand and twelve. Remember, everyone said the um, Aztec calendar predicted the end of yes, civilization. Yes, on the twenty first of the twelfth, twenty twelve. Which uh, we're still here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not 100% accurate, that one. Um, but, you know, they claimed that the Oracle of Delphi, Nostradamus, uh, one of the ones we're going to talk about soon, Mother Shipton, um, all predicted the same thing, that uh, the world would end uh, in December 21st, 2012. Um, and as you just rightly pointed out, and anyone doubting that just needs to look out the window and they can see that yeah. things are still happening. Unless we're all just a computer simulation. Don't get me started. That was. <laughs> did we cover that in the alien show? Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. We did. Okay. So yeah. yeah. Um, Go back to the alien part one and part two. Go check that out too on our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good plug. <laughs> <laughs> if you're desperate. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. <laughs> but see, the thing is, the thing with Nostradamus's predictions. So the, the what he wrote in his quatrains um, was that he never actually. Uh, used actual names. Um, he would usually use phrases like the great man or the young hero or the false antichrist. Um, oh, I like that one. Or, or if he was talking about groups of people. So he would he would call them the yellows or the blues or the greens. Uh, and I'm okay. sure he wasn't referring to the political party in that last one. No, I'm, I'm sure. Well, but what, what, what was he referring to with blues and greens of people? Well, see, this is the is thing. Is that tribes? It could have been tribes. It could have been the uniforms they were wearing. It could have been the the primary colour on the flag that they were carrying. So the thing was is that it's all left for people to then go and apply to anything. So um, uh, whenever you sort of do these, like a lot of people are saying, look, any prediction that can't be pre- that can't be proven, forewarned. Um, if if you can only apply it after the fact, it's not a prediction. Yeah. If you have to wait for something to happen and then go, hey, hold on a minute, this fits these three key markers, yeah. even though I'm ignoring the fact that it missed the other ten, um, it's not really a prediction. So, um, and, and in fact, um, oh, uh, Penn, uh, what's his name, Ju- Julian Penn from Penn and Teller. Uh, okay, he actually yeah. said he uh, soon after nine or eleven, because obviously it was a very very emotive time. Uh, he, when people started saying, oh, Nostradamus predicted this, Nostradamus, he actually said, anyone who's making that claim needs to go to prison because if you knew that this was happening and you did nothing to stop it, then you're, you're just as guilty as the, the terrorists. Um, yeah. so, and I thought that that was a very Aim interesting in point. Aim um, Penn and Teller. Yeah, so same thing. He never sort of said specific places or locations. Um, 
except for very rare events uh, or cases, would he would he actually give a place name? Sometimes he would mention London. Um, good old London. Yeah, good old London town. Um, so uh, also the situations he described were rather universal. You know, he would say things like revolutions against tyrants, famines or plagues or assassinations, murders. You know, and well, that's all happened in every single situation. Yes. Like, <laughs> so isn't it funny when you start hearing it after doing a little bit of analysis on it, um, you start realizing that everywhere. Yeah, you start going. Hold on a minute. Venom's why is, everywhere. Yeah. Why? Why is? Why is? What else do you said? Assassinations. Assassinations always happen. Everywhere. Just the, everywhere. the different types of leaders. You got terrorist leaders, and you got leaders leaders. Yeah. So, and actually, quite a few scholars who really, really um, looked into dear old Nostradamus have said actually, what they've noticed is that he's actually gone back in history, and retold some of the stories from history. Oh, you cheater. Yeah, but in, in the hope... That it happens again. Well, and, and since history frequently repeats, repeats, itself. repeats itself... Well done, um, history. <laughs> so Do we not learn? Can we not learn? So, so what they were saying is, is that um, dear old Nostradamus was safely relying on the fact that most of his re- readers would never encounter the original sources of which he looked into. The Black Plague, for example. Well, I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> Wasn't he around back then? Well, the Black Plague came. Well, when did, no, it came after. Oh, okay. Oh, at least foresaw that one. Yeah, but he didn't mention. Did he mention that? Am I probably he did. He must, well, well, if, he you, said if you're going to say a huge black, uh, a huge, huge plague, plague, you would normally say yeah. black plague if yeah. it's going to be a black plague. Yeah, but no. But so. anyway, that's uh, well interesting, Nostradamus. But that doesn't take away from the fact that I really like the book that my mate John gave me. So. And what's the book called? Nostradamus. Oh, okay. it's, it's, it, the, the title. <laughs> it's it's it sort of you know explains itself. So, um, but a lot of people try to validate Nostradamus by yeah. by giving this one example, um, and and most of the times um, whenever people talk about Nostradamus, this will come up, um, and. Uh, uh, the example was is that he once referred to Germany uh, going to war uh, and he used the term Hitler, uh, which everyone goes, oh, that sounds just like Hitler. No, it um, doesn't. Well, with an S. Um, what was he, like, not good at English? Well, no, he was French. And he and he actually wrote his quatrains in Middle French. Okay, um, so how do you say Hitler in French? That, you're giving me a headache. <laughs> he said Hitler. And in fact, Hisler um, c- could have been uh, translated <laughs> to Ista or Ita in Germany, um, which is not in fact the name of Adolf Hitler, but it is the name of the lower part of the Danube River. River. And is that where Hitler come from? No. No? Who came no, from there? No. No. no I'm, I'm predicting violence will erupt in the studios. <laughs> No, you got to Hitler. I'm trying to figure out where this connection should happen. Did happens. you not listen to the first start of part of that sentence when I said it doesn't refer to Hitler? I did, but I wanted to refer to Hitler, just like all of our listeners want to refer to Hitler. What does the next tarot card say is going to happen to you? I don't know. I object. <laughs> <laughs> is it the axe? Oh. <laughs> that would not surprise me. Oh... So anyway, so unfortunately for Not- Nostradamus, you've got me saying Nostradamus now. Nostradamus um, was that uh, some people are saying, or he even said, um, that he is not making predictions. Um, instead, he said he's he's making postdictions. Um, so things that 
you can connect after the event, which is, if you, if you remember before, I said that's no predictions at all. Um, and even uh, Nostradamus said that at no point did he ever claim um, uh, to be a prophet or a seer. Um, mind you, he never turned down a donation or payment for his um, for prophecy. How much do you think he got paid? I have no idea. Like, like, are we talking a dollar in his time, or we're we talking? Well, it'd be in frank, wouldn't it? Okay, a, a one franc or half a, f- a franc. <laughs> I don't know how francs work. Oh, how much? Uh, how much is a good coffee and a croissant? Maybe he—that's how he charged. I don't know. Okay. Dear old Nostradamus. So, if you, if you ever hear anybody say to you, um, oh, "Did you hear that Nostradamus predicted this or that?" You can, you can confidently say, say "No, nah. he didn't predict anything. He's a fraud." And uh. like we said last <laughs> week, people love it when you correct. <laughs> it just Absolutely. makes you really popular. You're like you're gonna be sitting on the besties table. You're gonna be like right over there in the corner, and no one's gonna be talking to you. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. On that note, we are going to take a break, and when we come back, uh, we are talking about oh, mothership. Well, we've only got 15 minutes left, so a very quick mothership. <laughs> We'll be back on the other side of... Oh, hang on. My computer's just gone crazy. Uh, We might not be going anywhere. Uh, No, we are. Here we go. (laughs) That is our man, Jack Vigent, from... I think he was on uh, Australian Idol or X Factor or one of those. I don't know if he won. I know that... I'm sure he did. I know the last thing he's been on is uh, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Yeah. Where he had those big lips. Any... any, um it was in the Eurovision um, I think contest. So. Yeah, I think you know, so. the Australia Decides um, two lost. years ago. He lost, oh, people. Don't, don't rub it in. Oh, poor old little Jack. Well, he, he's he's famous now. Oh, yeah. but So, yeah. anyway, you're locked on to sound bites, And <laughs> uh, we're not talking about Jack. We're talking about, <laughs> unless there's a prophet called Jack. Well, there probably is, but we're not talking about him tonight. Uh, we are talking about Mother Shipton tonight. Oh, good old Mother Shipton. I feel sorry for Mother Shipton. I don't know what Mother Shipton is, but just from that name, I'm like going, ahoy there, my hearties. All right. So, <laughs> if you remember from our Paradox show, we talked about the uh, bootstrap paradox. Yes. And we said it had nothing to do with boots or straps. So, this has nothing to do with pirates Mother or ships. Mother Shipton has nothing to do with ships. Damn. So if, if you've got this nautical thing happening in your head, you're way, way wrong. Oh, so wrong. But see, this thing, why would they have a word Shipton? Um, in, I'm sure you're about to tell us. I, I'm sure <laughs> I am. But, okay, I understand the word mother from I the point no of view mind. she was 73. <laughs> really? Oh, she was 73 years old. Oh, no, that's uh, when she died. That's when she died. Yeah, yes, she lived to 73. So she was a mother. Um, she must have had lots. She wasn't. No, she wasn't a mother. She never gave birth. No. Okay, fill us in. What have I missed? <laughs> Where have I been? Is where? Yeah, you you missed all the notes I sent you. <laughs> well, half <laughs> like was the, missing. The pages of notes that I sent you. You do realize that the last line I have on my screen is, "It gives her birthplace as." That's it. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I don't know where. What, I don't know where her birthplace is. I don't know any. This is part of the mystery. <laughs> The mystery Thank of show you, business. Apple. Thank you, Apple, for, yeah. for not... The mystery of show business, people. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, you'd never guess we don't rehearse. Um, <laughs> so, this is a story about uh, Ursula Southiel. Um Now, she was born in 1488 and lived to 1561, making her 73 years of age. And we popularly know her as Mother Shipton. And she's said uh, to have been England's um, 
most famous soothsayer and prophetess. Okay. Um, however, her early life was actually not very enjoyable. In fact, she was um, even even surrounding her birth. There, there's um, all these statements that when she was born, she was born in a cave uh, with a violent thunderstorm outside. And when she actually finally was born, she wasn't crying. In fact, they said that she was cackling. And um, and after that cackling, they scared away the thunderstorm and all that sort of stuff. So it was really, they were really nasty to poor old Mother Shipton or um, Ursula. Um, and, and Ursula's mother or Mother Shipton's mother, uh, Agatha, she was uh, quite young herself. And um, uh, she, she, when she gave birth to uh, Mother Shipton, she was only 15 years of age herself. So, um, and she refused to tell people who the father was. Um, Interesting. So, and so, of course, the, the, the people around uh, where they <laughs> were brought up had all these horrible um, statements about her. So, uh, Agatha actually um, uh, left Ursula or Mother Shipton um, basically to fend for herself. Oh, no, actually, sorry. She, 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 she was raised by an aunt of hers. But uh, Agatha, who was the mother, then went off to a, uh, a convent. And actually never saw her daughter again after that. She only uh, lived for a few more years. Okay. So that was a bit um, that was a bit sad, but she was actually teased quite mercilessly because she wasn't a very attractive child. I was going to say, she, was she teased because of her name? Well, uh, Ursula. No, her last name Shipton. No, she didn't get that name. Now the Shipton. So, so I, I thought that was her <laughs> last name. <laughs> yeah. So, well, it, it it eventually became her last name, but that's not her last name was Southill. Okay, um, so Southill. South Southill. So. Um, Interesting. But then, so in her childhood, because, um, you know, she had all this, especially back then, they didn't like anyone being born out of wedlock or all those sorts of um Old-fashioned people, old-fashioned. Yeah, I know. So These days, you can, you can give birth out of wedlock, that's fine. Yeah, we're not talking about that now. What we're what what we're looking at is poor old poor old little Ursula. So imagine this poor little kid. Yeah, you know, she, she didn't ask for all this um, to, to befall upon her. But then she also was she she had a very hooked nose, um, and so a lot of people teased her mercilessly for that as well. Uh, and in fact, so badly was she tormented and taunted and was called a witch from the local townsfolk and stuff. She actually left her aunt who was looking after her and moved back into the cave that her and her mother were living in when she was first born. Wow. Yeah, so um, she so actually... In a cave. Yeah, I know. So she lived in a cave, if you if you can believe it. And actually, you can visit the cave now. It's a bit of a tourist attraction. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. We're going for a holiday somewhere. Yeah, well, well, once, once you've all, yeah, once you've all had your vaccinations, if you're getting one, not mandatory. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Is that your tagline? Not mandatory? Not man- No, I don't want to cause any con- controversy. Well, um, we'll talk that about that another time. Another time. Um, so she did. She moved back into that. But before she did, I've skipped a step. Oh. Yeah, no. That's how eager I am. What happened was is that she actually met someone. She did she met a, a carpenter uh to buy Shipton. Ah. See, that's where the that's name, where came the name from. comes from. And she married him. But of course, you know, the townsfolk being the supportive gents that they were Was he a handsome man or was he not? Because I, I if she wasn't a handsome woman, then I don't expect a Well see so this is the thing. So the townsfolk, rather than sort of finally happy for her that she finally found love and, you know, uh, a good carpenter. Well, I assume he was a good carpenter. I never saw any of his work. Um, you know, rather than sort of praising that and saying, ah, oh, 
good fortune to you. They said that she was so hideous that they said that she must have bewitched him because uh, she could never God. have found love any other way. Golly, golly goodness. And sadly for dear old Mother Shipton, um, is that Tobias, which is the, her husband, yep. he died a few years later before they had a chance to have any children. Oh, so did she remarry? Did she no, see no, that? That's, that's when she toddled off to the cave. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, okay. So, because the townspeople were, were sort of saying, oh, well, of course he died early because he couldn't stand to live with her and all this sort of stuff. And, you know, that's... I feel sorry for her. Yes, as these good people. But why did he die? Just out of curiosity. Do we have that on, on your notes? I don't know. Do I know? No, I did don't he fall know. ill with one of her prophets? Prophecy? Yeah. No. No. Did she did did she make him sick? I don't know. Why would she make him sick? And maybe not on purpose, but maybe just that time, not realizing. Like he that picked yet. up one of the potions yeah. that she sort of left lying around. Since the the town thinks she's you think a witch. she was a bit clumsy with her sort of maybe hexes and stuff. Oh, okay. I, anyway, don't, I don't know. We don't know. I don't want to talk about her like that. I don't want to think of Mother why, why Shipton do you like, like that. Why do you like Mother Shipton so uh, much? I sort of feel sorry for her. I feel sorry for the fact that she was teased as a kid. But okay, I can see that. I don't think anyone should be teased. No, but fair enough. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, I really don't know where to go with that one. No, well, um, the thing, I just, you know, when you sort of read this stuff and, and you know, the notes that I put together are obviously condensed from all the reading yes. and stuff that I, I've had to do. You read a lot. Well, I do read a lot. I like reading. I know. I like pretending to be smart. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're very smart. Don't even say no, that. No, I don't think so. Uh, uh, anyway, so, so, so she went back to her cave and, and she continued to call herself Mother Shipton. But surprisingly... Um, she she started making a living because there was no way she could work anywhere. No one would hire her. She started making a living um, telling the future and, and giving people um, fortune tellings. You do have to wonder, though, whether she knew she was just BSing everyone. No, well, the thing is, and if she was, good on her. You know, she made her wretched looks work for her. Of course, because she's a witch. And and she made that legend. And I'm not trying to be mean and nasty and jump on the yep. teasing bandwagon. I mean, she actually worked and she, she thought, well, I'm assuming she thought this, whether she came to that conclusion or someone came along or someone said, I heard you're a witch. Can you please tell me my future? And she thought, you know what? If they're going to call me this, let's make some moolah out of it. Yeah. Um, and, and in fact, she became so famous as a prophetess um, that even the king sent messengers from London to hear her prophecies. Um, and so it's been reported or foretold that, uh, sorry, it's been reported that she uh, foretold the Black Death of 1665, the Great Fire of London, um, and you know she predicted the um, the invention of aeroplanes and cars. She talked about the English Reformation before it happened, uh, London's Crystal Palace, and you know the American and Civil War, yep. the French Revolution, and possibly even the internet. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen, Mother Shipton. Do your research on Mother Shipton. If you want to, if you want to know more about any of the prophets that we have talked about, um, I highly recommend go googling them. Yeah, um, have a good Google of dear old Mother Shipton. I, I she actually didn't. So I'm going to quit. So yeah. I, know, I know you're trying to wrap up. I am. Um, I know. I know. Uh, for tears, for seeing the future, I I know. I'm <laughs> predicting. I can tell. I can tell by that look you're casting across the desk. Like going, uh, <laughs> yeah, tick you know, tock, that, tick that running of your finger across your throat. Yes. <laughs> so, 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 um, she actually never wrote down any of her predictions. So other people did. Uh, and in fact, someone by the name of Richard Head, very unfortunate name. Um, Why is that unfortunate? Richard Head. Yeah. I'll tell you in the break. Okay. Because this is a G-rated show, man. 
because he wrote it. And, <laughs> and, and what it was is that he actually wrote a lot of other predictions about her that she never made, uh, but he was riding on her coattails. Do you well, Richard Head. Okay, Richard Head. Are we wrapping up now? Wrapping up, uh, I should say? We'll have to do a part two. We are going to do a part two. Um, so if you're listening live, uh, well, we've got a cracker of a night for you coming up. We have Out Loud Radio at 8 o'clock, uh, followed by Candy Pants Radio at 9 o'clock, followed by uh, Rise to the Rhythm, uh, featuring some world-renowned, around, renowned, whatever the renowned. word is. That's, thank you. Um, <laughs> what did your tarot say? Uh, the wheel. I got that wheel. Oh, you got the wheel got the of wheel. fortune. Got the wheel of fortune. Ah. So there you go. Money, money, money. Yeah. Money. No, but seriously, I'm trying to... Uh, there's heaps of DJs and uh, cool tracks coming tonight from 8 o'clock all the way to uh, about 11 o'clock tonight. So uh, keep it locked. Keep it here on DRM1 United. Uh, this has been Soundbites for another week. I've been Russell. And I'm Peter. And this has been Profits and Seers. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>